Welcome to Prophecy Countdown with author and pastor Kenneth Baer. Join us every week for the latest updates on what the Bible has to say about the events, the characters, and prophetic signs of the return of Jesus Christ and His coming kingdom. Make sure you not only subscribe, but like your favorite episodes and share it with your friends. Now, on with the broadcast. Welcome. Welcome to Prophecy Countdown. I'm Pastor Ken Bear with Faith Dialogue, and we call these, these updates that we do twice a week Prophecy Countdown. I'm a pastor with Faith Dialogue. Um, you know, on Sundays, what we do is we, we provide a, a teaching uh, from the, the, one of the books of the Bible. Today, uh, this, this, this season, we're going through the Gospel of Matthew. And in fact, uh, our message today is a Sunday broadcast, and we're going to be talking about the Jesus warns about the three woes. Now, that's taken from Matthew chapter 11, but we're also going to tie it into the woe, woe, woe that's brought to us uh, by an angel in the book of Revelation. Uh, so we, we do two updates every single week. On Sundays at 1 o'clock, we premiere our Sunday broadcast. But then on Wednesday at 11 o'clock, we, we premiere our, our weekly uh, update, our prophecy update. And our Wednesday prof, our prophecy updates are always uh, based on, on uh, questions that you, the, watch, the, the, the viewer, the listener of our podcast, the viewer of our, our YouTube videos, uh, send in to us. Our email address is prophecycountdownpodcast at gmail.com. I'll say that again. That's prophecycountdownpodcast at gmail.com. And we answer, I personally answer every single email that comes into us. And it's through these, these, uh, these questions that you submit is how we get our updates. Recently, been, we've been talking about the four horsemen of the apocalypse, gave me a chance to talk a little bit about the Antichrist. But I want to get to today's message. And today's message is this. It's Jesus warning on the three woes. Jesus warns us of three woes. And this is taken from Matthew chapter 11, verses 20 through 24. So let me read those verses, and then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit. Jesus says, then he began, or, or uh, Matthew says this. He says, then he began to rebuke the cities in which most of his mighty works had been done because they did not repent. Verse 21, Woe to you, Chorazon! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, you are exalted to heaven. You will be brought down to Hades. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I say to you that it is more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for you. Now, these three cities that Jesus refers to are all north of the, just north of the Sea of Galilee. It's Corazon, uh, which is otherwise not mentioned in the Gospels. Bethsaida, now Bethsaida is where Philip and Andrew and Peter were from. And this is where Jesus ministered to as, as well. And this is where Jesus uh, healed a blind man. Uh, however, Capernaum uh, served for a time as the center of Jesus' public ministry. This was, a, this was Jesus' home for a short period of time. It's mentioned more time in the Gospels than any other village in Galilee, and it was the site of many of Jesus' teachings and his miracles. So let's dig into this. Why would Jesus compare not only the judgment of Tyre and Sidon to these cities, but also bring up the name of one of the most notorious cities of the Old Testament, and that's the city of Sodom. 
Who doesn't know that God brought judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah? These were the cities that Lot, uh, Sodom is the, the place where Lot hang his hat. This is, where, this is where Lot went to live after he separated from Abraham. Now, uh, the story of Sodom and Gomorrah is in Genesis chapter 18 and 19, and when you might want to get a chance, you might want to be able to read that. It's a, it's a very interesting story. Um, if, you, if we read chapter 18, we find out that Abraham was actually aware of the wickedness of, 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 uh, of Sodom and also was aware that the Lord was going to judge Sodom. So he, he appeals to the Lord. He appeals to the Lord, and he says this. He says, Lord, if there are 50 righteous in this city, Will you not spare the city for the sake of the 50 righteous? So Abraham appeals to the Lord, and the Lord responds, If I find 50 righteous, I would spare the entire city for the sake of the, of the 50. And then in one of the more humorous dialogues in Scripture, Abraham continues. And he says, what if there were only 45? And the Lord responds the same way. And then Abraham says, what about 30? What about 10? However, there were not 10 righteous in Sodom. So the, uh, the Lord dispatches angels, two angels, to the city of Sodom to basically rescue um, Lot and his family. Now, if you read the story in chapter 19 of Genesis, this is not a PG-rated story. This is, this is pretty hardcore. The men of the city, they surround Lot's house, and they want to have sex with the, with the two male angels that came to visit them. This is where we get the word sodomy. It comes from the, the evil of this, this wicked city of, of Sodom. Ultimately, Lot and his daughters are rescued. The angel tells him this. I love this. He says, hurry, escape there, meaning Zor, for I cannot do anything until you arrive there. Uh, Zor means flight. It means that this is where Lot uh, fled to. And the very next verse, Scripture tells us, the Lord rained brimstone and fire, brimstone and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. Now, how could these Jewish, these fine Jewish cities of Chorazan, Bethsaida, and Capernaum be compared to these, these Gentile cities of uh, Tyre and Sodom as well as, as, uh, as well as Sodom. Now, the first two cities Jesus mentions, Chorazan and Bethsaida, are compared to Tyre and Sidon. Tyre and Sidon were located in, in modern-day Lebanon. Now, modern-day Lebanon um, is actually where the Canaanites were from. Those were Canaanite cities. Um, historians tell us that Sidon was named after Sidon, the firstborn of Canaan. And Canaan was a son of Han and a grandson of Noah. Canaan was the father and the and the, the the where we get the name of the Canaanites. And both Sidon and Tyre were Canaanite cities. By the time of Jesus, however, uh, the Canaanites were gone. If we read the Old Testament, if we read Genesis and Exodus, we, we see the struggles of the Jewish people against the Canaanites. But by the time uh, Jesus is there, the Canaanites have, have vanished from the scenes. They've been, they've been, uh, they've, they've, all that's left are now morphed into the people in that area. There's a city today in Lebanon called Seida. Uh, which is Arabic for fishing, and it's taken from this word Sidon. Uh, it's an, and it's built on the old ruins of the old city of Sidon. Um, but God's judgment, uh, ultimately on the Canaanites, uh, was for their stubborn refusal to make peace with the people of Israel. 
they were a warring nation. In chapter 26 of Ezekiel, Ezekiel lays out a prophecy against Tyre because it says that Tyre gloried in the overthrow of Jerusalem, knowing that the overthrow of Jerusalem was good news for them as far as trading and, and, and having merchants and things like that. Now, here's the thing. Jesus says, woe, woe, woe. Three cities, Chorazon, Bethsaida, and Capernaum. Jesus says, woe, woe, woe. And why is this? Well, because these cities, these Israeli cities had actually seen Jesus. They had witnessed the, the miracles. They had, they had heard the scriptures. They had, they had heard about his, his fame. But they had, yet they rejected him. They were the generation that all of the rest of Israel had longed to be a part of the coming of the Messiah, but they ultimately rejected Jesus. Now, this is an important uh, revelation to really all of us. We are all held accountable. I'm going to use that word again, revelation. We're all held accountable to the revelation that we are presented, regardless of what generation we're a part of, and regardless of what part of the world we live in, all of us are given some light, some light of revelation about the glory of God, of who Jesus really is, of who God is. Now, here in the United States, and I'll, and I'll, I'll broaden that to the entire Western world, we've been exposed uh, to the teachings of Jesus Christ. There are churches in every town, in every hamlet, all through the Western world. Well, we are going to be judged based on the revelation that we've been given, meaning that if we have the opportunity to know who Jesus Christ is, if we have a copy of the scriptures, if we have radio airwaves and colleges and churches in our neighborhood, and yet we still refuse, we stubbornly refuse, to, to accept Jesus Christ as our, our Lord and Savior, then the judgment on us is going to be greater than the judgment on those people that have never heard the name for, of Jesus Christ. Now, it's, I know it's difficult for, for many of us, and I, I include myself, to understand various degrees of judgment. It seems like you either go to heaven or to hell, and you got good or you got bad, but the Bible makes it clear that there are various degrees, not only of judgment, but also of rewards in the eternal life. The Bible says it so, and Jesus gives us this warning. Now, before I close, I want to juxtapose. Now, juxtapose is a $25 word that just means basically to compare. I want to compare these three woes that Jesus talks about in Matthew 11 uh, on Chorazin, Bethsaida, and Capernaum to what we read about, about the three woes that the, that the angel announces in the book of Revelation in chapter 8. Let me read that to you. It says, And I looked and I heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth because of the remaining blast of the trumpet of the three angels who are about to sound. That's Revelation chapter 8, verse 13. Now, we often wonder how, how God or why God would bring such widespread destruction and judgment at the end of time uh, to those who dwell on the earth. That's the, that's the word that's actually used in the Bible, earth dwellers, earth dwellers, as, a point, as opposed to the, the saints, 
earth dwellers. You know, there's seven seals that are announced in chapter 6 of Revelation, followed by seven trumpet judgments. And after the first uh, four trumpet judgments, the angel says, whoa, whoa, whoa. And the reason is, is because the remaining three are even much more severe. The very next chapter, chapter 9 of Revelation says this, it says, but the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues, did not repent of the works of their hands, that they should not worship demons of idols of gold, silver, brass, stone, and wood, which can neither see nor hear nor walk. And they did not repent of their murders, their sorceries, or their sexual immorality or their thefts. So the book of Revelation tells us exactly why these woes are so much more severe. It's because these people did not repent. You know, it's so much related to what we have today. People that have this revelation of Jesus Christ through the airwaves, through our Bibles, through our churches, through, through the, the fact that, that there's over a billion people in this world, two billion people in this world, that, call, that know Jesus Christ, that call themselves Christians, that the witness is there. And if people refuse to accept the gospel truth that Jesus Christ is Lord, uh, that he came to this earth to pay a price that he didn't owe to be able to save us from our sin. If they are unable to accept that, then there's a greater judgment on them than for those that, uh, that did not have that revelation. Just as these people of the ancient cities of Galilee had the opportunity to embrace Jesus as their Messiah, had the opportunity to repent and believe, the book of Revelation foretells that all of these earth dwellers Remember, the true believers have all been caught up to heaven uh, at the beginning of the, uh, at the be before the beginning of the tribulation. These earth dwellers have the opportunity, but they refuse to repent. Even when they see the signs, even when they know it's the judgment of the Lamb, when they know that it's God that's bringing judgment on this earth, they refuse to believe. In the book of Revelation, we see two prophets. Also, 144,000 witnesses for Jesus. You know, most scholars speculate that one of the prophets is, is it comes in the spirit of Elijah, brings down fire from heaven. The other is possibly Moses. And the reason they say that is because that way we have uh, the Old Testament. We have the law and the prophets. Moses and Elijah representing the law and the prophets. Now, together... Uh, they have the opportunity to have people's hearts turn to God, but the people refuse. Isaiah chapter 49, verse 8 says, Today is the day of salvation. I want you to remember that. Today is the day of salvation. You don't have, you don't have, there's no promise of tomorrow. You only have today. We don't want to hesitate to be able to embrace Jesus, to repent of our sins, to allow the Holy Spirit to come into our lives. Uh, Romans chapter 10 verse 9 gives us a, a simple way of understanding this. It says, Paul says that if you, uh, we confess that Jesus is Lord and we believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will be saved. Now that's not a formula for salvation. It's just an explanation of salvation. What is salvation? It's basically understanding who Jesus Christ is, that he came to forgive your sins that you need to repent and to, to believe. You know, my friends, don't be a recipient of, of, God, of God's judgment, whether on this, this life or the next life. You know, God's judgment's coming on an uh, unrepentant and an unbelieving world. You don't want to be part of that. You want to embrace the peace of God that is found in none other than Jesus Christ. Amen? 
Let's pray. Father God, we want to thank you, Lord, for this teaching today. We thank you. Nearly every day, it's common to see, read, or hear something about the end of the world, the apocalypse, or end times. Author and pastor Kenneth Baer's The Apocalypse and Coming Kingdom zooms in and breaks down biblical prophecy as it relates to Jesus' imminent return and the coming seven-year period, including the Great Tribulation. Available in both paperback and Kindle versions. Get your copy on Amazon or at Barnes & Noble and select Christian bookstores. The title again is The Apocalypse and Coming Kingdom. You can also find it listed by author Kenneth Baer. Get your copy today.